0: This is a Squiz podcast, We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Larissa Moore. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Friday the 20th of May. In your Squiz today, we're squizzing the election, a record low unemployment rate, New South Wales passes voluntary assisted dying laws, and here's hoping the Queen likes to party. This is your Squiz today. Claire, there's nowhere else to start today except for the election. We're one day away, it's on tomorrow, and yes, you have to vote. We've been squeezing the election the whole way through with our podcast series, but let's really give it the squeeze treatment this morning. There are 151 seats up for grabs. What's the state of play? So in the House of
1: Representatives, the coalition go into tomorrow's race with 76 seats. That's bang on the number of minimum seats that you need to form a government. So Scott Morrison needs to lead his team to hold on to every single one that they have. And if they can't do that, they need to win new seats to patch up any losses. Uh, And as we've talked about at length, that's going to be very difficult for them to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, When you look at Labor, they go in with a notional 69 seats. Uh, They need to win seven to claim victory. Uh, Their result could be bolstered by the Greens. What the pollsters are saying is that the Greens are looking like they're getting a bit more support than last time. Uh, The polls are certainly tipping a Labor win.
0: So we'll see how that pans out tomorrow night. There's not a whole lot of trust in polls after the 2019 election, though the pollsters reckon they've sorted their procedures a bit better now. Two other things to note, Claire, the prospect of a hung parliament is being thrown around and there's a lot of attention on the Teal independents.
1: Yeah, they're the independent candidates who are backed by Climate 200 and they have a similar policy platform when it comes to more action on climate change uh, and also looking for more transparency and integrity in politics. Uh, So look out for them, particularly in Kuyong. That's Treasurer Josh Frydenberg's seat. Uh, And when it comes to a hung parliament, that's being talked about a lot because both the major parties, according to the polls, are looking at very low primary vote numbers. When you're a major party in your primary vote is in the mid-30s. That does throw open the door uh, to neither party winning a majority.
0: It certainly is an election to watch. Claire, longtime time squizzers will know you like to be on theme with an election drink in hand. What is your drink of choice for the 2022 election? Look, I was feeling quite highfalutin.
1: Yesterday, thinking about (laughs) democracy and our freedoms and how good it is to have free and fair elections. So uh, with a bit of snark in my voice, I'm going for a Moscow mule. (laughs) There's not a lot of democracy in that part of the world at the moment. Uh, So I reckon
0: that's a good one raise a glass to that if you're only just getting revved up about your democratic (laughs) rights have a look through the squiz the election episodes that we've done we've unpicked parties policies candidates seats to watch and more they're all in the squiz today podcast stream or just jump into the squiz today newsletter today we've wrapped it up with a bunch of helpful links including a map for your democracy sausage a link to a recipe for a moscow mule and a wrap for the tv coverage for the night Just in time for the last days of the campaign, there's a new unemployment rate for leaders to keep in mind, with Australia's unemployment rate falling to 3.9% in April. It's the lowest level in 48 years, but there is a bit to unpack here, Claire. Yeah,
1: there sure is, and that's because when you actually get into the detail of it, uh, a net four thousand new jobs were created in April, which is quite a bit lower than what the analysts were expecting. Uh, what has happened is that ninety two thousand full time jobs were created in April, but there were eighty eight thousand part time jobs that were lost. What it's pointing to is that people are working a bit more, so their jobs have sort of been upgraded, uh, but. Long story short, that's what's driven that unemployment rate to drop to 3.9%. It is the lowest uh, in almost 50 years and quite a record.
0: Lots of people in jobs, but there are other issues to point to, economists say, the most severe workforce shortages in 48 years. One silver lining, though, economists reckon that the job figures mean wages growth will increase, with workers starting to see a bigger pay rises as employers compete for their services. To New South Wales now, voluntary assisted dying laws were passed by the state parliament yesterday. It's been 20 years since the concept was first debated in that parliament, with New South Wales the last state of the country to make it legal for terminally ill people to end their lives. What unfolded
1: yesterday is both the Premier Dominic Perrottet and the Labor leader, Chris Minns, voted against that legislation, but MPs were granted a conscience vote, so they were able to do what they wanted on that without any sort of ramifications. Uh, The scheme could take up to 18 months to implement. Uh, It can be accessed by people who are likely to die from a disease within six months uh, or a year in the case of those nasty neurodegenerative diseases. Uh, It's something that was welcomed, of course, by supporters after their long-run fight. But also to note, there were those who say that it will be judged by history as a big mistake.
0: Voluntary assisted dying is still not legal in the territories. It's something that Prime Minister Scott Morrison says he has no plans to change if he stays in government. Labor have said they'll prioritise a parliamentary debate on it if they get into power overseas now and the UN is warning that the world is headed for a global food shortage due to the situation in Ukraine and that's because Ukraine is known as one of the world's bread baskets. It's one of the
1: things about this war in Ukraine that I've learned. I didn't really know, I guess I sort of had an idea, but I didn't really know that it was such a big contributor mm. um, to food exports. We're talking about things like wheat uh, and maize and also cooking oils. What Guterres says is that that is going to contribute uh, down the line, not just to the 30% increase that we've seen already, uh, but to ongoing and lasting price rises. And that could tip tens of millions of people over the edge when it comes to food insecurity, he says.
0: And that is followed by malnutrition, mass hunger and famine. Gutierrez is working with Russia, Ukraine, the US and the EU to try and restore food exports to normal levels. But it is, of course, an extremely complex situation the Queen's Platinum Jubilee is coming up in June, 70 years on the throne. The lineup for the celebrations was announced yesterday and I hope the 96-year-old likes to party because she's getting a big one. Yeah, it's one of those ones that's going to be quite <laughs> awkward
1: for her not to go to with yeah. all of these big names. Of course, what's happened of late is that she's been picking and choosing what she's gone mm. to and making decisions on the day. So there's been some really big events that she's had to miss. Uh, but this concert lineup is just extraordinary, Diana Ross, Duran Duran, Rod Stewart. Uh, We're talking about Brian May from Queen making another appearance. He very famously 20 years ago at the Golden Jubilee uh, performed God Save the Queen from the roof of Buckingham Palace. Mm. Uh, He's going to pop up again. It's a bit of a surprise. Uh, And there's also plenty of non-musical stars who will uh, grace the stage across that festival. People like Sir David Attenborough and David Beckham, I reckon they'd be quite the duo, those two.
0: Hopefully uh, not singing a duet. Not sure how that would go. (laughs) But Dame Julie Andrews is there. She is, of course, a national treasure. And Ed Sheeran, he'll be out performing. Those two could probably whack together a pretty good duet. That'd be pretty good, I reckon. Friday Lights, Claire, an election watching suggestion from you.
1: Look, for me, when you're getting to your election night viewing and you're looking for some sustenance, you need something that you can deal with with one hand (laughs) because you've got the iPad in the other (laughs) as you're trawling all the websites and the AEC. Uh, So today I've got my favourite homemade sausage rolls. Um, They are really easy to make. They're really delicious as well and make a double batch Wax them in the freezer because we might need to settle in for a few days. It could be a long one. Oh, there's a thought.
0: Uh, I will hold on to the thought that sausage rolls are delicious instead squiz the day or across the weekend. I know what you're going to say, Claire. It's International Tea Day on Saturday.
1: <laughs> it is. It's also uh, <laughs> World Whiskey Day on Saturday, so really you can pick your poison, I guess. <laughs> Whatever you need to get through
0: Election Day. <laughs> now, before we wrap up, Squiz Kids, of course, put Prime Minister Scott Morrison in the hot seat earlier this week. Claire, today they grill Shadow Education Minister Tanya Plibersek.
1: Yeah, it's a really interesting listen, that one. She's Labor's spokeswoman on education so of course she has lots to say about kids and school and what she was like growing up Uh, also why politics is so shouty so it's a really good one
0: just search for squiz kids in your podcasting app now we will have one last ask the squiz out tomorrow we're going to run through a bit more about election day as well as answer any of your questions so shoot them through asap if you've got any last minute ones to hello at the squiz.com.au that's all for now. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy your democracy sausage. We'll be back with you on Monday.